0: This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuning into the new TNN. Yes, pop culture addicts. And all beautiful people out there, welcome to the latest edition of Starman here on the new TNN. I am Johnny C, and according to the court documents that I am looking at in front of me, we are at part two of negative 2.5 star rated matches. And that means this is also going to be the final episode of this particular numeric value. If you're not familiar with Starman, we watch the worst reviewed matches on Dave Meltzer's list of uh worst reviewed matches, and then we take them to court. And based on the evidence of watching the match, we find it either guilty or not guilty of Dave's star ranking. Now, as I'd mentioned, we're at the very end of negative two and a half, and there's only two matches on the docket today, and they are two matches. From very, very different times and very, very different places. Now, normally, we'd go chronologically through these things, but I want to start in the future. Uh, but, but you know, pretty much because my Impact Plus subscription is running thin and dangerously close to expiring, and I really don't want to renew it because I'm not a big Impact Wrestling fan. So, without further ado. Let's get started here on the new TNN with the case of the Knockouts Championship number one contender gauntlet match. Boy, oh boy. So this contest comes to us from January 8th, 2016. Live, surprisingly, from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Surprisingly, not Orlando, Florida. Um, Josh Matthews and De Pope. D'Angelo De Niro, are on the call here. Josh Matthews calls Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the entertainment capital of Pennsylvania. I don't know. I mean, I'm not hip to Pennsylvania very much, but you got to think it's probably at least been overtaken by Scranton, because how many fucking nerdy white people go to Scranton looking for scraps of the office? That's really a thing, right? I mean, it has to be. Anywho, it's TNA's one night only live Even though they would do many one-night-only pay-per-views, this apparently is the only one-night-only to take place on January 18th, 2016. And so therefore, the ruling is, the title stands as legal. A little bit of context here, because before we watch the matches, we always try to gather as much context as we can. To see if perhaps the sports entertainers are trying to weave a narrative, and we might need context to understand what that narrative is. Well... The first piece of context that I have for you is that the Impact Plus iOS application really needs a fast-forward and a rewind button or some sort of way to easily scan through a video file. Because fuck me sideways, good luck getting your finger to scrub to the right location. (sighs) We're not starting off very fun. But JB, that being uh, uh, Jeremy Borash, is in the back with Knockouts Champion Gail Kim. You know, Gail, a decade ago, that's kind of a Gene Okerlund voice, but I don't really know how to do a Jeremy Borash. So a decade ago, she became the first champion of the knockouts nature in a gauntlet match. So she's very familiar with this scenario. Uh, whomever wins is going to be in for a fight, Gail says. She's got a lot of history with the beautiful people. At the, bottom, up at the bottom, So do I. When I used to mow my grandparents' lawn, that song was on the tape that I listened to incessantly. Multiple times. I guess I just really liked it. She also has history with The Dollhouse. I thought The Dollhouse was a crappy Joss Whedon show, but I suppose I could be wrong. But when The Dollhouse is mentioned, Gail Kim faints vomiting and she's like, uh. Either that or she's trying to look so angry. But she calls them manipulative, dirty, and they'll do anything to win. Well, that's great, Gail, but what about your fiercest rival, Awesome Kong? Well, Gail says Awesome Kong and herself have never been BFFs, but she thought there was some sort of a mutual respect between the two knockout-based combatants. However, it appears that Awesome Kong has recently joined the Dollhouse, so all respect is gone, but she wishes each competitor good luck. We then get a knockouts video, like a video recap of what the knockouts division is. Here are a couple of the buzzwords the TNA Impact Wrestling Marketing Department decided to use. Bold, sexy, powerful, athletic. Those are a few words used to describe the Knockouts division. And if you didn't know what the point of them are, they sum it all up for you. They are ready to rock you and also rock your world. There's Gail Kim and her finishing move, Eat, Defeat also known as Quentin Tarantino's favorite wrestling move of all time. There's Madison Rain, Velvet Sky, and Angelina Love. Collectively, they are the beautiful people, the beautiful people. They are all former champions of a knockout's nature. Awesome Kong, the most powerful and the master of the Implant Buster, the 10th wonder of the world. Oh, that's just fucking nice, really. Uh, Then there's the dollhouse. They're the mean girls. Marty Bell, Jade, and Rebel. They're lovely and lethal. You might remember Jade from such games as Mortal Kombat 2, I think is her first appearance. Mortal Kombat 3, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Probably one of the other ones for PlayStation that I didn't play. Uh, the dollhouse is lovely and lethal. Did I already say that? Ah, fuck it. I don't care. And now we're in the arena with a six-sided ring. For those who care about such things, this match is over-the-top rules, and it's uh, sort of like the Royal Rumble. Well, thank goodness they're coming in one at a time, because honestly, I'm not saying this to be mean. I don't know how I'd tell them apart. The only one I know, like you say all these names, okay? You say the names of all the competitors in this match, because Gail Kim's not in it. The only one that I know... The only one I could pick out of a lineup is Awesome Kong. So there you go. Number one is Madison Rain. Or, wait, I guess it would be Madison Rain. Because Rain, don't forget, was also in Mortal Kombat. He was the purple ninja from Mortal Kombat Trilogy. And you know what? I stand by the multiple ninjas that were added over time. Whether it be Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Air Mac, Noob Saibot, Rain... Reptile, Smoke. I like them all, god damn it. So I approve of Madison Rain being in this match. Number two is Jade. And they come out to absolutely zero fan reaction. I actually heard a gentleman cough. Uh, number one and number two, they each represent a faction. It's the Dollhouse versus the Beautiful People. And when, uh, when there's only... Two athletes remaining in the ring. At the end of this battle royal, it will be a one-on-one encounter that you can win by pinfall or submission only. Josh Matthews wants to know how Awesome Kong could possibly have joined the dollhouse recently because the dollhouse's mission was destroy Awesome Kong. And now Awesome Kong is their leader. No time to further pontificate this because the bell rings. So here we go for the actual case of the whatever I said earlier. I'm not going to repeat it. It's too long. Jade immediately misses a drop kick to no one. It should be she misses a drop kick to Madison Rain, but Madison Rain was practically standing in an entirely different state. Uh, Rain does a rana. For some reason, Jade flips from this hurricane rana, even though, uh, Rain didn't flip her. Oh boy. On to the top rope now, uh, and it's so quiet. It's just so quiet here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, They trade strikes and maneuvers, and it looks so fucking rehearsed. Jade hits mounted punches that miss by a country mile. Uh, I notice here that the Pope on commentary wants to talk about the strength of rain, but he says strength, and I just fucking hate when people do that. All right, the clock appears. Entrant number three is rebel. So Jade has a friend in there. I guess they're both members of the Dollhouse. Rebel hits a combination kicking strike. The Josh Matthews compares her to Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. The Dollhouse is in control and they're doing rope-based near falls. You might know this from when I've covered Royal Rumbles. Rope-based near falls are when they just kind of pretend to try to get someone over the top rope. Rain boots Jade across the ring. Well, I should say Madison Rain kicks Jade, and Jade falls like two feet away from Madison Rain. However, Jade decides to do some Gymboree-esque rolls that take her all the way to the edge of the six-sided ring. Rebel runs towards Madison Rain now. Madison lifts her knee. For some reason, Rebel drops down and rolls backwards from the impact. The countdown appears. Here's contestant number four. It's... Chelsea! Uh, Apparently making her debut in Impact Wrestling. Who is she? I don't know, but she's a house of fire. Josh identifies her as Chelsea from Canada. Oh yeah, you know the one. You wouldn't know my girlfriend Chelsea. She's, She's from Canada. I met her on spring break. It's no big deal or anything like that. Just you wouldn't know her. Apparently she was trained by Lance Storm. Josh Matthews also lets us know some of you may be familiar with her. Well, I'm not one of those uh, individuals. She almost gets Rebel over the top rope, but the defiant one that is Rebel hangs on. Josh lets us know that Chelsea was a major surprise because she's not even on the rundown. He then says, imagine the headlines if Chelsea becomes the number one contender. I can see it now. In the newspaper known only as the Canadian Times, all the way back on page H6, the headline reads... Local girl appears on pay-per-view and scripted athletic encounter. And that's it. No need for any more information. The countdown appears, so here comes number five. It's Marty Bell, which means the dollhouse is at full strength. They say it's their house, says Josh Matthews. Well, let's see what happens. The dollhouse gets Madison Rain in the center of the ring and does Total elimination from ECW. I might add they do it poorly. Josh Matthews on the call as this is done yells, Total elimination. He really didn't want to finish it because he was appalled by the way the move was done, but he had already committed by yelling, Total uh, let's see here. D.H. Who the fuck is D.H.? Oh, the Dollhouse. The Dollhouse does a triple turnbuckle assault to Madison Rain and Chelsea. Like, they each do three moves to Chelsea, and then they do three moves to Madison Rain. My God, the impact of these strikes. It's, it's really, really something to see. The Dollhouse owns the ring. They pose in some sort of predetermined fashion. The countdown hits, and here's number six. It's Diana. Josh Matthews lets us know it's Deanna by saying Deanna as she comes out. Deanna from New Jersey. She's friends with the likes of Robbie E. She's the hottest free agent available right now in wrestling. She unloads with strikes shades of Rocky Johnson, according to the Pope. Josh Matthews says she's built like a race car. The surprises keep coming. Madison, Deanna, and Chelsea all hit spears on the members of the dollhouse at the same time. What serendipity. At this moment in the contest, a dollhouse member Rebel jumps to the top rope in sort of a Vader bomb position. She slips. She stands. She gets tangled in the ropes attempting to stand. Chelsea watches her struggle. Chelsea waits allowing her opponent to regain her composure. Rebel falls again. Chelsea says, All right, now is my time to make Canadian headlines. Pushes Rebel over the top, and Rebel is gone. No more defiance in this ring, I'll have you know. Josh Matthews tries to cover up Rebel's errant ability to stand on the turnbuckle, but the Pope will have none of it and just laughs. Here comes the countdown for entrant number seven. It's... Awesome Kong, let them fight. She destroys everyone in the ring that's not a member of the Dollhouse. She then picks up various members of the Dollhouse and uses them as stabbing weapons against their opponents. Okay, I could deal with that. Pope says he loves Awesome Kong, but he wouldn't kiss her even with Josh Matthews' lips. That's rude. Chelsea and Diana try to fight Awesome Kong. They eat a double choke slam for their troubles. Fun spot here as Awesome Kong eliminates the baby faces one at a time, and we get a catchphrase from Josh Matthews. For example, Awesome Kong tosses Deanna. See you bye. Awesome Kong dumps Chelsea. Bye, Felicia. He's worse than Mike today. God help me. I said it. Here's the countdown for our final competitor, number eight. It's. Velvet Sky, representing the beautiful people. She does a head scissors takedown to both members of the dollhouse that are not Awesome Kong. She then hits a double bulldog on both members of the dollhouse that are not Awesome Kong. Josh Matthews makes the quote of the millennium when he says, This is the greatest assembly of women's wrestlers in the world. I'm sure Japan has something to say for that, if nothing else, NXT at the time. Awesome Kong is down... Marty is tossed over the top rope and she's trying to skin the cat. She dangles for a long time. She cannot skin this cat. But God love her, she's trying. Rain sees that she's struggling and just tackles her and eases her pain so she is eliminated. Velvet Sky is unceremoniously eliminated off camera so so much for her. So we're down to three competitors. One and two, Jade and Rain, the ones who started this bad boy with the Kongster. The double teaming by the heels is very slow here. I wish they would just kill me now. Rain fights back with some weak punches. Uh, We then get a double handstand by Kong and Jade, meaning they each pick a hand of Rain and they just stand on it for a little bit. Rain hits a stunner on Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong doesn't sell. Awesome Kong then orders Jade to eliminate Rain. Jade responds by lifting Rain and then comically dropping her. Luckily, though, not on her skull. Awesome Kong lifts Jade and uses her as a human battering ram. However, Rain drop kicks Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong lightly drops Jade safely on the ring apron. Rain hits a shoulder tackle, and Jade is gone. Fatality. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. This is more like babality. It's now a one-on-one encounter with rules that are pinfall or submission only. Awesome Kong hits what's known as the Implant Buster, but no! Rain fights out and doesn't get Implant Busted. She hits the clothesline from Orlando to no effect on Awesome Kong. And Insiguri has no effect on Awesome Kong. Rain goes up top, hits a drop kick. One, two, no. She goes up top again, but she's caught by Kong. Rain hits a body scissors. One, two, no. Both women up. Awesome Kong hits a backfist! Followed by the Implant Buster. One, two, three! Awesome Kong wins. But we all lose. My God in heaven. So fucking guilty. So guilty. Not only is it guilty, but ladies and gentlemen, here on the new TNN, we have a new worst match in Starman history. Reggie White and Steve Mongo McMichael have been dethroned. This match is just a few minutes shy of the length of that encounter. But the wrestling was piss poor and abysmal. And then, even though this shouldn't count, I'm going to, the the television presentation on Reggie and Mongo, at least it's a WCW pay-per-view. and We've got Shivani and Heenan and Dusty out there, I believe it was. Here we've got the Pope and Josh Matthews and the crowd that is absolutely silent. Oh my God, fuck this. I never, ever, ever want to see it again. I never want to hear these two fuckers on my headphones again. This match is so guilty... I am going to sentence it to THE DEATH PENALTY, TNA KNOCKOUTS LOSE FATALITY. Okay, now that that bloodbath has ended, we can move on to the second half of our big double feature. Heading to the past, it's 1994! Oh, a magical time. But this time was not without trouble. And when there is trouble in the World Wrestling Federation, there is only one way to solve it. That's with a special guest troubleshooting referee. It's Chuck Norris. It's the Survivor Series 1994. Of course, we won't be visiting with Mr. Chuck Norris. But don't worry, we will be visiting with eight very special combatants of a sports entertainment nature. Their names are legendary. Doink. Dink. Pink. Wink. Jerry the King Lawler. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. Sleazy, sleazy, sleazy. Queasy, queasy, queasy. It's the case of Clowns Are Us versus the Royal Family. So, the Survivor Series Season 8, Episode 1... Came to us from San Antonio, Tejas, with Vince and Gorilla. Hmm. On the call, such an interesting pair. Only once, to my knowledge. Let's see if we can get some context here. All right. According to my internet research, Doink the Clown was the former court jester of Jerry the King Lawler, and Doink had been hanging out with his new sidekick Dink for most of 1994, and. They somewhat became a thorn in the side of the kingster. In order to combat this threat, the king went to the hidden royal archives in Memphis, Tennessee, and uncovered a certain heretofore unknown branch of his royal family tree. This unknown tree gave us his fellow kings. Chester the Cheesy, first of his name, Simon of the Sleaze, fourth of his name, and Quentin Von Quese, 43rd, of his name. To combat this royal threat, Doink created some robot clowns, Pink and Wink. And that, to the best of my knowledge, is absolutely how it happened, and I'll hear nothing to the contrary. We're in the arena. Vince and Gorilla throw some shade at Shawn Michaels. God damn it, why couldn't I cover the bad guys versus the Teamsters? However, I hear pictures at an exhibition, which means, here comes the royal family. It's, of course, a traditional Survivor Series-style matchup, but there is one special caveat to the rules in this encounter. The captains can only battle the captains, and sidekicks can only battle sidekicks. I notice as the royal family makes their royal entrance, the Kwesi, or Quentin Van a 43rd of his name, is a dead ringer for Richard Kyle from Happy Gilmore and the James Bond films. You might know him as Jaws from The Spy Who Loved Me, or Moonraker, or the dude that gets the nail shot in his head, and Happy Gilmore. (laughs) I beg to differ, Shooter. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, good for Happy Gil-my-god! Anywho, hey, some breaking news here. Big Daddy Cool Diesel is hot, and he's on the superstar line. But the king has a microphone and lets the crowd know he will not stand for any chance of a Burger King nature. Hmm, Burger King sounds good. Anywho, am I at the carnival? Because I hear some crazy... Oh no, that's just the theme for Clowns Are Us. Dink enters the arena with a Burger King crown on his dome. Ha ha, we're talking fun here, says the concrete man, Vince. Gorilla reminds us of all of the special rules for this match. Did they bring their squirt guns? Yes! We are live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas! The bell rings, so here we go. Royal Court is in session. King starts off against Doink. Vince lets us know that Jerry the King Lawler has not been very nice to his extended family, but let's see if they can work together in this traditional Survivor Series encounter. We get some big Burger King chants from San Antonio. Doink! Hits an insigiri, which sends the king crawling into the corner. Doink pantomimes, crying. Ha 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 Says Vince. Cheesy instructs the crowd to be silent. King then tries his own insigiri. But doink. Ducks. Both captains head to the corner and talk strategy with their teams. They resume their wrestling based match with a lockup. Vince, I notice in this match, refuses to just say doink. It's always doink the clown now. It's kind of reminiscent of Sario Savio Vega! It's just always, Doink the Clown! Doink the Clown with the headlock! Doink the Clown now stepping to the outside! Doink the Clown joining us here in San Antonio! Doink the Clown doing his laundry! Doink the Clown making up burger! Doink the Clown making sure that the rice is fluffy and not crunchy! Doink the Clown gets the king down into an arm stretcher, according to Gorilla. Dink, pink, and wink! Run in for the quadruple team, and they run over the body of the king, inflicting pain with their weight. The royal family pursues, and they also run over the king. On accident, they decide to return to their royal corner, and again, accidentally trample their faithful uh, fucking steward. I don't fucking know. Anywho, the king is furious. He heads to the corner and berates the royal family. Meanwhile, Doink the cloud is having himself a Sunday and just taking a nap in the opposite corner. Hmm, you know, Gorilla, why would he name his royal family uh, Cheesy, Sleazy, and Queasy? Uh, Other than the smell of cheesy, I would guess. Well, Vince, it's probably because they rhyme! (laughs) You know, I knew he was going to say it. I mean, I listened to it, I watched the match, I wrote it down because I wanted to say it, but... I just love the matter-of-factness. Well, Vince, you stupid fuck, don't you know they rhyme? I just love you. Thank you, Gorilla. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lawler now gets Doink the Clown down in an arm stretcher. He signals for royal assistance. The family runs over Doink and mocks the clowns. They run over Doink yet again to return to their royal corner. However, along the way, they trip, fall, and a human pile is assembled. Lawler is furious that the royal family has embarrassed him. San Antonio makes it known that they want a Whopper. Three body slams delivered by Doink the Clown. Doink then gets on his knees. Dink runs in to make the cover on Jerry the King Lawler. It's not a legal pinfall maneuver, so Doink the Clown makes the count just for fun. One, two, no! But Dink is safely tossed into the arms of Doink the Clown. Pink follows suit. One, two, no! But Pink is safely tossed into the arms of Doink the Clown. Wink! Follows suit. One! Two! No! But Wink is safely tossed into the arms of Doink the Clown. Pink attacks Lawler in the anus, and Lawler is once again furious. He uh, gets back up to a vertical base and hits a body slam on Doink the Clown. He orders the king sidekicks to make the cover, and he counts the fall. Sleazy in! One! No! Sleazy is tossed safely into the arms of Jerry the King Lawler, and the king tosses Sleazy like a sack of potatoes in somewhat of an F5-type maneuver. Queasy in! One, two, no! Doink tosses the Queester safely into the arms. No, actually, the impact of the Queester sends the king down for a one, two, no! Of his own. Cheesy remains on the apron and offers some solace to the fallen king. Yes, Queasy! Unquestionably, on the return side. Uh, Queasy could have played Junior in the new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, Junior. The crowd is rabid for this fast-paced action. Arm drag takedown by Doink the Clown. But oh no! Dink has entered the fray and placed a Burger King crown on Jerry the King Lawler. He doesn't know this has occurred. He feels something on his head. He yanks it off. He sees it's a Burger King crown. No! He shouts to the heavens and tears the cardboard crown to shreds. San Antonio is abused. Vince, ha ha, is abused. Johnny C, eh, I'm doing okay. It's all right. It's really not that bad. Now, after a little bit of a reset, it looks like the king wants himself a piece of the dinkster. So Doink the Clown props the dinkster up on his shoulders for what looks to be A good old-fashioned chicken fight. The king has his own plan. He selects Sleazy. Sleazy attempts to mount the king, but the royal one has a more sinister idea. The king mounts Sleazy. Give me a break! (laughs) Ha ha! That's not gonna work! I don't think... Wow! 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 Sure enough, Vince is correct, and the Tower of Sleaziness topples to the ground... Face first. Sleazy is reprimanded by the king and forced to the outside. Hey, for all you folks back in 1994 who are looking for something to do tomorrow, tune in to the Macy's Day Parade and check out Doink, Dink, Paul Bearer, The Undertaker, Lex Luger, and the British Bulldog on the big float, thanks to the New York Daily News. A test of strength now between Doink the Clown and Jerry the King Lawler. Cheesy attempts to attack the feet of Doink the Clown, but Dink will not allow this rule fraction to take place. Uh-oh though, Cheesy and Queasy are trying to chase the dinkster out of the ring. However, they appear to be running the ropes in some sort of game of mental chess. And they're trying to catch Dinkster, but wow, they're running the wrong ropes. Pink joins this chase. Quadruple crisscross and uh Pink and Dink, well, they hit a double drop kick on the Royal Family. This defies description, adds in Vince McMahon. The clowns do toe-touches in celebration of this drop kick victory. The king, however, has a weapon in his right fist. He calls for another test of strength, but a cheap shot to the skull with the weapon in hand. Doink the clown is then rammed into the buckle and choked on the ropes by the king's sidekicks. The king now calls for the feet of the sidekicks so he can ram Doink into them face first. The sidekicks abide. They hang on to the middle rope with their feet fully extended, Quentin Tarantino orgasms somewhere in Southern California. Doink gets whipped into the ropes, but he reverses it, and the feet collide with Jerry the King Lawler, shades of the King of the Ring, when he had to kiss the feet of Bret Hart in 1995, which hasn't actually happened yet. The clowns now are chasing the royal family around the ring on the outside. And there's a huge brawl going on that we can't really see. But clown hair and king's crowns are flying everywhere. Doink the Clown goes up top for a flying body press. But it's reversed! He's holding the tights! One! Two! Oh no! Doink the Clown is out of here! And then he actually says, The unthinkable has happened. The kings all celebrate. However, in a way... The king has somewhat eliminated himself, as he's no longer eligible to participate. Doink leaves the arena floor. The king doesn't have to. He's still there to coach, basically. So we've got Queasy versus Dink. Queasy locks in Starman's favorite hold. Armbar! However, Dink counters by biting Queasy in the anus. The king enters the fray, furious tries to point out this rule-breaking to the referee, and Dink bites the king in the anus. Dink tags in Wink. Cheesy is now in for the royal family. Wink grabs a hold of Cheesy's royal goatee. Dink goes up top, and it's Bob's away on the hair of the Teddy Jen, Jen of Crazy! Cheesy now gets tossed into the buckle and monkey-flipped. Wink is tagged in. He goes into the corner for a winker splash, but no! Cheesy covers Wink, and Lawler holds down the Cheesemeister with his boot for extra leverage. One, two, three! And Wink is blinked out of the match. It's technically now four on two. Pink enters this battle with cartwheels. Here comes Pink, he's ready to go! Boy, look at that, full of energy and acrobatics! He really wants to duke it up! Uh, Sleazy now attempts to counter with a cartwheel of his own. And no! Queasy is in to do battle with the Pinkster and hits a big slam. Cheesy is tagged in. Queasy does an illegal double T maneuver while the ref admonisters him. You see, what Queasy does is he places Pink vertical in the ring. Pink's head is on the mat, his feet dangling in the air. Queasy... Spins the Pinkster like a goddamn top. The referee is now trying to get the Queez man out of the ring. Lawler slams Cheesy onto Pink. One. Two. Oh no, come on, ref. Three. Oh no. Now, it's four on one. Dink is all alone. And San Antone is furious. Dink and Sleazy doing battle here. Center ring. Dink is in control. He hits a suplex! He drops an elbow, but queasy attacks from the outside. Dink sends him down. He'll have none of this interference. Dink takes it to Cheesy as well. Dink is a house of fire. Back over to his initial combatant sleazy. He hits the goddamn Holocaust! Shades of Hardcore Holly. Who remembers when Bob Holly called his finisher the Holocaust for a limited amount of time? Inappropriate? Yes. Real... Well, yes. Dink goes up top and hits a big body press. He's got the cover, but the king distracts the referee. Queasy turns over the pin. No! Not this way! No! One! Two! Come on, Dink! We love you! Three! Oh! And the royal family makes history, becoming the second team to have all members of of a Survivor Series team, survive. But the real question is, did Johnny C. survive? Yes. Yes, he did. Folks, look, I I get it. I I get it, okay? This match, however, is not guilty. Whoa, hold on. Just hold on. Now, come on, Dave. Just just live a little, all right? Is, Is this match good? Well, no. No, this match is not good. Was it supposed to be good? I'm doing the finger quotes thing here. I mean, no. It's filler for the kidsters, okay? You want to go dud? All right. This isn't for me, and that's fine. It's like, do I enjoy Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movie where they race around the world in hot air balloons, and they sing that really sweet song, Uh Actually, yeah, I really do fucking like that movie. Never mind. Let's use a different movie. Um, What about, like, Paddington 2? All right. Is that really... Actually, that movie's really fucking good. Okay, hold on. All right. The Rescuers Down Under. I don't like that movie. Is that movie good? Well, it might be. But is it for you? I mean, no. It's not for me. Uh, I can, you know, critique it objectionably. Objectionably and uh, whatever the fucking word is. And, and, you know, it might not be for me, but is it, uh, you know, a four-star movie? Well, no, maybe it's a two-star movie or a -a two-and-a-half. But it's not negative stars. It's just a stupid example. But, I mean, this is not for the hardcore wrestling fan. You want to say it's a dud or just you want to pass it and not review it and be like, this just isn't for me, that's fine. But to put this arbitrary negativity to it, I mean, look, I, I tried very hard to review this match, without talking about... And these are what I'm assuming are the World Wrestling Federation's views on the concept. These are not my views. I made sure not to mention any of the sideshowness of it, okay? If you haven't seen this match, you may not even get what it is. I, You know, I've been like, oh, the sidekicks, the captains. Like, I tried really hard not to mention a goddamn thing or make any jokes about size or anything like that because it's not funny. And so the thing is is that you can understand what this is without throwing it under the fucking bus because that's what you're doing you're throwing the effort of these individuals under the bus because of what they're doing and i'm not like i'm not accusing dave of being like a sizes please like don't take it that way but at the same time it's like come on like i don't know now one could argue that uh unfortunately they're being treated in such a way but at the same time um You know, they're putting on a show. They're trying to entertain. Um, And I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe they had fun here. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But uh, I'm leaving this alone. This is absolutely fucking not guilty because it is designed to not be a wrestling match. It is designed to just be fun for the crowd. Is it ill-intended fun? I would say, yeah, it probably is. Because these guys could probably go out here and have a wrestling match. But instead of being sort of, you know... Being made a joke because of uh, the size of the athletes, and that's that's not cool. Um, but I don't wanna I don't wanna dive into this anymore. It's just I'm leaving it alone. It's not guilty, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Actually, this sounds like a really definitive uh, downer. There. Well, you know what? Let's end the show on a downer. Uh, but the new TNN is not a downer podcast feed. There's so much fun, pop culture-related entertainment to have here. We've been having fun releasing episodes of Junkman where we make fun of shitty movies. That's fun, alright? Because those movies are poorly made and garbage. Stuff like Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, Uh, Rollerball, Countdown starring Dolph Ziggler. Those are the types of things that you should make fun of because people should know better before they make movies. But Starman, negative two and a half, is complete The next time we come around for Starman, we'll be moving on to a higher number and hopefully a worse match for even more comedic-based entertainment. But make sure you subscribe to the new TNN so you get notified when those new episodes of Starman drop. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. We are Pop, and you know what? For one episode only, clowns are all of us. Is it bliss? Don't you approve? One who keeps tearing around, one who can't move. Where are